0: You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Welcome to Voice Junkie. Did you miss me? Did you miss me or what? Guess who's back? From the longest, what seems to be a turkey coma in U.S. history, or the history of mankind. Now I'm just playing. Um yeah, last time I spoke to you guys, it was uh, the week before Thanksgiving, I believe. A lot of things have been happening after that, you know, personal stuff, you know, people who have regular jobs, regular lives, like myself, ran into some things. I've been meaning to get to you guys, for, you know, for the last couple of weeks, but, you know, of course, things come up. I mean, you guys could forgive me for that, right? Um, but anyway, we're here now. Episode 11, Voice Junkie, back at it again. Um, about to talk about some important matters, some important topics that I thought that I wanted to share with you. Guys, of course. Um, I want to start with uh, the breaking news of the day, which is um, you know, uh, Ohio Governor John Kasich uh, vetoing the heartbeat bill, um, which they call it over there in Ohio. Well, let me let me just frame this right quick and put it in context of what the heartbeat bill was. Um, first of all, Ohio is a republically run uh, uh, state, so the House and the Senate are both controlled by Republicans over there, and obviously John Kasich is a Republican. So you got all forms of House being controlled by one party. And of course, on the Republican side, you know, you had a lot of guys who was framing up a bill, putting a bill together that had to do with restricting abortion, being more strict with abortion. abortion, And this heartbeat bill was going to be the strictest abortion law in U.S. history. And just to run through it real quick, basically what these, these, these nut jobs over there in the House Republic wanted to do was they wanted to ban abortion after six weeks. Six weeks! So, when there's a quote-unquote heartbeat that's detected, which is usually after six weeks, these guys, these nut jobs, wanted to band it all together. So, six weeks is not even enough time for most women in the world to even find out that they're pregnant. Most women don't even know they're pregnant until their second cycle, their second you uh, you know you know period, basically. They don't know that until their second cycle, for sure, if they're pregnant or not. And these assholes wanted to take away their right... To get an abortion, to choose if they if they so happen to to be pregnant and and be unknowingly pregnant. Um, of course this this law had nothing, no special parameters in place for rape victims or 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 anything like that. Of course, because of course these guys don't give a damn about women's reproductive rights because they want to control a woman's reproductive rights. You know these conservatives are you know some of the biggest hypocrites in the world because these these are the same guys that want to talk about God and country and talk about small government, but at the same time they're talking out the other end of their uh, uh, at the other end talking about they want to take away women's reproductive rights and use big government to do it. You hate small government, but you love big government to tell women what they can and cannot do with their bodies. Very fucking hypocritical. But that's what these 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 are who these these clowns are. But um, as of today, John Kasich had the bill nicely you know delivered on his desk. It had on his desk for over a week now, or I think about a week, and he uh, just uh, vetoed the bill. So he's going to keep the current law in place. I I believe they have a um, bill that they're going to put in place for after 20 weeks, you can't get an abortion. So, you know, 20 weeks is a hell of a lot better than six weeks. So, you know, I, I don't agree with the guy on probably 90-plus percent of uh, of the things he believes in. But um, this was insanely popular, and it was a very shrewd move on his part as a politician to veto this bill because this bill was straight-up insanity. And um, hats off to him for having a sane mind. We always kind of knew the people that paid attention to the whole election cycle because he did run for president. We all knew that he was the adult, you know, in, in, in those debates. Um, and we all looked at him as, you know, Sensible compared to all the crazy right wingers like Ted Cruz and Ben Carson and 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 those kind of guys. So we all looked at him as this, you know, some sort of sanity in, in, in that, you know, that uh, that you know, bunch of uh, you know, nuts. But um, anyway. So yeah, I just wanted to p- uh, put uh, pass that along to you guys. But th- this is this is where the country is now. I just want to kind of elaborate more on that, Bill. This is kind of where the country is right now at this point. We have a clown that's going to be sworn in as president in less than a month now, I believe. And right now, there's a lot more Republican-controlled states as far as legislators concerned and federal courts and things like that. So these types of bills expect a lot of these in the Trump administration. And I warned about this in previous podcasts about how nutty things are going to get under a Donald Trump administration, under a Donald Trump presidency. And this is one of those things. are they are coming after uh wade versus roe versus wade excuse me they're coming after that law where they're gonna try to come after taking away women's productive rights this has been one big golden nugget for the republican party for decades and right now is the best time for them to go after that and attack that with 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 uh, uh so much veracity that you know it'll make your head spin so this is just one of many challenges that that Law is going to run into uh, during his presidency. Just expect it. This is what you sign up for when you you bring in a madman and you 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 give him the keys with a Republican Republican controlled House and Senate. This is just one of those things that we're going to have to get used to. And I hope that a lot of uh, Republican governors um, use courage and of the the courage of their convictions and and vote against something so insane like this heartbeat bill. Yeah. So that's that for that. So. I I had to, That's the breaking news of the day. But um, let's jump into uh, let's stay to the uh, to the current news um uh, topic of news, and I want to jump into fake news, man. It's been so much talked about over the past few weeks about, you know, but first of all, there's been (laughs) probably hundreds of excuses since we've last talked, guys, since Hillary Clinton lost the election. And I went on my rant about how all Clinton Democrats should disappear, should be vanquished away from their posts and their positions and their seats and yada, yada, yada. Since that time, there's been hundreds of excuses as to why Hillary Clinton lost. One of the biggest excuses is the topic of fake news. So, you know, Donald Trump, you know, I guess benefited off of having some fake news on the internet and things of that nature. And and we're not gonna even going to get into the Russian hacks. That's a whole nother episode. We're going to stick to the fake news aspect of it. First of all. I wrote down right here. I said, fake news. Is it the biggest problem today? And you know what? No, it isn't. It, it, well, yes and no. First of all, there's always been miscellaneous or, you know, these weird little things that you can find on the internet or, or forum or social media network that is just riddled with misinformation. An opinion could be twisted and prodded into actual fact um, without any backup or background check into uh, the validity of, of the statement or the opinion. Um this This has always been around i just find it really ironic that because the establishment the media establishment favorite candidate in hillary clinton lost because of her own incompetence because she was a horrendous candidate second most unpopular candidate in u.s history we didn't want to talk about that we want to talk about the fake news now fake news is an issue because of her loss now we want to talk about fake news now we want to address it all of a sudden when this has been an issue for a long time you know, this has been an issue for a long time. And fake news is an issue, but you know who's the biggest proponent of fake news? It's the mainstream media. And and, and just like I said in the last podcast in episode 10, the CNNs, the MSNBCs, the Fox News of the world. These are the organizations, these are the media outlets that are failing the American people. They're with all their mistruths, their half truths, this you know, their their little white lies, their, their unsubstantiated Uh, 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 Fact checking. It's just it's unreal how much these news organizations fail us on the daily basis. They fail us. They failed us during the Iraq war. when they should have been reporting like, hey, there is no weapons of mass destruction. Let's dig deeper and find out if there there is or isn't. Let's do some real investigative journalism. This is something the news stations don't do anymore because they're in the business of sensationalizing everything because sensationalizing stories brings in more uh, revenue through advertisement. So they can give a damn if it's true or false or, or or whatever the case be, because they're not going to fact check the goddamn thing. So they are the biggest proponents of fake news. They're not giving it the way it should be to the American people. They're deceiving the American people by not. It's not necessarily by telling lies. It's it's they're deceiving the American people by not telling them the goddamn truth. That's that's just in itself fake news. When you're not report your news company, when you're not reporting what's actually happening, then you're failing in your goddamn job. Your job is to tell people. People. What's happening? Your job is to report the news, facts. That's your job. And so many of these organizations, these major cable news organizations don't do it. Why is that? Because they are the establishment. What does that mean? That means they are a part of six of the biggest companies in this country that own all media outlets, the Comcasts of the world, the at ts of the world, the Verizon's of the world. These are companies, the news corps of the world. These are companies that own all the mainstream media that you see. They own all of it. So sensationalizing stories, not reporting facts, not reporting uh, or doing real investigative journalism benefits them greatly because they get to, you know, cash in on, on, on all the, you know, all the, the, the bad things that go on with people not being informed they cash in on that that's what the fake news is about the fake news is disseminated through the big large media organizations and and trickled down when you get a story that gets you know that gets some legs through the internet it gets pushed up through through uh you know to through a uh, news organization like Fox it's the job of the other uh news stations the other cable outlets to 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 prove if that story said story is true or not and they don't do That they don't do that on a regular. So that just tells you where we are. And that's why people have zero faith in their media now. Even if even if they do what they normally don't do and report actual facts, people don't believe it now. Because you've you've been so negligent at doing your job for so goddamn long that people just don't trust you anymore. And that's how people or or excuse me, not people, but monsters like Donald Trump get elected. Because people have lost faith in 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 their in their media. They've lost faith of, in them. They don't believe in what they have to say, whether it's true or false, they don't believe it. And that's where we are right now. That's the problem. It starts at the top and then it trickles down. Not in that stupid uh trickle down economics that Republicans has been promising for 30 years, not that crap. We're talking about news, not trickling down and being disseminated the way it should be. That's the huge part of it. So, um I just thought that, you know, I had to say that. You know, it's funny how you know these guys talk out of both ends. Now fake news is an issue now because your your golden girl Hillary Clinton didn't win, so it's an issue now. Oh, we want to talk about fake news now. Well, we should have been having this discussion a long time ago. So, um, it, it, is it good that we're broaching the topic right now? Yeah, of course it's a good thing because any kind of dialogue in regards to something as big as this, as problematic as this, is important. So it's just important that we we put some context into it. We we give it context and we really really think it. Through through and, and really find the heart of the problem. And the heart of the problem is the major news organizations not delivering on the news and giving the news the way we should be getting it, being corrupted. That's that's the center of it. And it starts there. So yeah, let's let's jump into a lighter s- subject matter. You know, I, I feel like I talk a lot about politics, but hey, you know what? I have to I have to do that, man. You know, just like I just said in that last. Um, thing that I was talking about with the fake news. I feel like I've said this before to you guys. I feel like that it's important that, you know, podcasts like this or even others, there's hundreds of others and maybe even thousands that are trying to disseminate the right message. And that's my job, man. All I care about is giving the right information. My root of law is facts. That's all I give a damn about. I don't care about parties. I don't care about teams. I don't care about nothing. All I care about is facts. And if those facts represent Um, any type of subject matter. That's what I'm interested in. So anyway, let's get into a lighter subject. Let's talk about Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Kobe, Kobe Bean Bryant. He just retired. Obviously a future Hall of Famer. I think he's what top two or three in all-time scoring. And being, you know, he's we all know, if we all if, for those of you who do follow NBA, you know how much Kobe loved to shoot. He is one of the all-time greatest when it comes to gunning. You know, I love him. He's a great player, he's very exciting to watch, man. But boy, oh boy, that boy loved to shoot. And and, and speaking of shooting, he done got himself another daughter. Kobe Bryant has bring in him and his wife is bringing in, I think her name's Vanessa. I mean, she's been around for a while, but um, him and his lovely wife is bringing in another girl into their into the Kobe Bryant household. So, this is gonna be Kobe's third daughter. He ain't got no boys. And I find that ironic. A lot of these great players, or a lot of these these types of uh, dominant personalities, like like a Kobe Bryant, don't really. You'd be surprised, man. They it's hard for him to have a girl, man. I don't know what's going. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if he smoked a lot of weed, or he smoked a lot of weed in his past, or he just got some you know some weak ass sperm. It's weird because he's one of the strongest players ever, mentally strong players ever played in the in the game, but. I guess his mental toughness and his his all-time great play can't produce any goddamn boys three <laughs> girls man three girls Kobe get it together man three girls give us a boy man let's get a little let's get a little bean Bryant man before you're too old to, to put them out come on man but you know not saying that his little girls can't be basketball players either because i hear his oldest is pretty pretty goddamn good and um it'll be awesome to see if she takes that further and maybe be a WNBA player that'd be awesome but um yeah man Kobe we bryant strong on the court weak in the bedroom i guess no i will just playing <laughs> i'll just play it Colorado was one of the first states to really, really usher in the legalization of marijuana, aka weed. I hate saying marijuana. I'm going to just call it, let's just say weed. And I don't. I hate the word pot too. It's, it's weed. You know what I'm saying? you from the streets, it's, it's weed, you know? So uh, this story that just came out saying that Colorado, Colorado is going, has, has sold more than $1 billion of weed in 2016. Think about that. They sold a billion dollars worth of weed. Now this is the Boutiques, dispensaries, whatever, all together. A billion dollars in revenue when it comes to weed in the, of the year of 2016. That's a lot of weed. And out of that, um, of course, because it's it's highly taxed. Um, I think I believe um the, the government of Colorado is getting about 47 to 49 a uh, million dollars of that. It, so and, and they're gonna use 40 million of that, it's gonna go into you know um the infrastructure system. Over there and you know helping to build Schools and things like that really good Stuff that every thriving economy Should do and um, you know because You know it's insanely taxed I mean marijuana standard Sales tax is 2.9 uh, I'm reading this uh, 2.9% Sales tax a special 10% Sales tax and a 15% Excess, uh, excess uh, Tax uh, on wholesale Transfers whatever that means so Basically it's a highly taxed um, uh, Delicacy and it's bringing in a hell of a lot of it's bringing in a boatload of cash for the state of Colorado and um it just goes to show you something like this that's been the Weed has been, you know, so wrongly um, uh, um, villainized for so many for so many years, decades, several years, and, and several decades because it's been for a long time a Schedule One drug. How fucking ridiculous is that? How do you put marijuana as a, a Schedule One drug next to, to to heroin? It's insanity. So every state. Every time Colorado throws out these incredible numbers, every state need to look at these numbers. Every state, including my state of Connecticut, Who's always crying broke, talking about how much of a deficit it's going to be, over a billion dollar deficit in my state. And I'm sure some of you guys out there listening probably have deficits in your state. I bet you one thing: a lot of those states that have deficits don't have legalization of marijuana for recreational use. You know, instead of taxing your people, think outside the box like a Colorado and legalize marijuana to bring in new, fresh, new revenue to your state. This is this isn't hurting anybody. This is hurting anybody. This is helping everybody. This is. This is allowing the economy to thrive and, and and allowing the infrastructure out there to get even better without, you know, additional taxes to uh, Colorado residents. It's brilliant. You know, Massachusetts right next to me is going to be um, rolling this out. Uh, actually, hell, uh, I believe the 15th. People are going to be able to buy them up some uh, buy them some weed, some kush, some OG kush and all of that good sweetness. We need to get up on it, man. Every state need to get up on it and, and follow Colorado's lead here. $1 billion in revenue in 2016, and it's expected to rise even higher than that. If you are a legislator, if you are a governor, if you are a mayor, or whatever you are, you can't look at this and not be impressed by it. You know? I know a lot of the politicians are corrupted and they're bought off by rich donors and corporations, but. At some point, you got to look at this and say, man, that's a lot of cash. I'd love to have that in our state coffer. But yeah, that's it. I just hope that, you know, every state sooner or later, sooner or later in our lifetimes, marijuana will be completely legal and we can stop this foolish war on drugs because it's a goddamn joke. But yeah, I mean, uh, that, that's, that's very good news there. But that's it. That was, that was it. I wanted to check in with you guys. I apologize for taking so much time off. Um, you know, I'm going to try to get out, you know. Uh, at least another uh, episode or two before the end of this year because, um, uh, I got some fun stuff that I want to talk about. I don't want to. I don't want to tip my hand too quick. I'll. I'll. I'll fill you guys in on Patreon. Oh yeah, and a quick Patreon plug for anybody who wants to become my boss. Go to patreoncom junkie. You could be a patron uh, and, and 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 donate a dollar an episode or or whatever you can possibly do to help support the show and help it grow and help it get better. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, I'm just saying, right? But anyway, I got a couple things I don't want to roll out in the next couple weeks. Um, I'll try to post this on the Patreon page for Patreon only, um, 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 members. And, uh, we'll go from there. So I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon, guys. Peace and love. Holla at you in the next episode. I'm out.